It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Make that Declan and Judd. Because mm-hmm. Phil, who is a busy, busy, busy oh. man, Hubbard yeah. Broadcasting calls him to do many different things. So he is uh, traveling this week. He is in pocket at times, out of pocket at times. Um, he will join us for the second half of the show. Write that down, at least with his predictions. So we think. If, we think. So if you're a big Phil fan, and by the way, we didn't touch on the fact and since he's not here, we should. Yeah. We didn't touch on the fact that we got intelligence. A friend of ours was at a bar. Let's just say it wasn't in this state. <laughs> over the weekend, but not too far away. And overheard a conversation at which, let's just, uh, let's put it this way. Um, oh, boy. A person, a person uh, who is not a male volunteered up the fact that she finds Mr. Mackey to be, I believe the quote we heard was so hot. Oh, well, that's right. We did hear that. You this. saw that, right? About this. Yes, I did. I, I, it took me a little bit, but yes, apparently he's, he's really big in, in, in certain parts of, of, of Northern Wisconsin. From what small, I <laughs> small town, oh. Wisconsin. Hey. Our friend is just there sipping on some beers. So not like not participating, just hearing this. And he hears, Oh, that Phil Mackey is so hot. Oh, boy. Oh, God. That, I'm amazed we didn't hear about that from Phil. That's true. That'd like, be- that's the ty- that's the type of thing that we would get the mm-hmm. Phil slammed on. Because, hey, you guys are pretty popular. Because if that happened to me, Judd, you, I, I would have led statements with it on Monday. You know, if, it was, if, if, the, if the roles were reversed, you know? So the fact Phil didn't do it, I, I'm shocked, too. I feel like you would have led. I think you would have gone crazy with it if it had been mentioned that you had great hair. Well, yes. Well, yeah, so, like, course. if a girl in a Wisconsin bar... Oh, whoops, I yep. slipped up and said it. Yeah. Uh, if a girl in a Wisconsin bar said, that Declan Goff has such great hair, I feel Which like I we never would have heard Wisconsin the end of that. I have been bars before, so, yeah. That's, uh, no, I mean, you do have good hair. You do have very good hair. Anyway, Phil Mackey, that guy is so hot, but he's not here right now. So, so if you are watching us right now and you're like, the hot guy's not on, I'm going to turn this off because of these two doofuses. Let me tell you right now, you don't want to do that because we have, you know, oh every, every training camp, Declan Goff, um, just when it starts to get old and boring, right? Mm-hmm. Monotonous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every training camp, every. there are check marks. There are, there are like check marks of excitement. And before you ever get to a preseason game, the checkmark of excitement and something the team never wants to talk about, but they have to issue one eventually, is a depth chart in pro football. And we have 
Minnesota Vikings. Depth chart 1.0. Oh, my God. Depth chart 1.0. We have a game on Sunday. Hang on to your hat. So what I think we should do here, mm-hmm. I think that you should go through the depth chart. Sure. Give, give me what the current status is. And keep in mind, I believe we're at 90 players right now. So it's a bunch of players. But anyway... Give me the current depth chart, and then we can react to, oh, my gosh, that's a surprise, or you know what? That's exactly what we've been seeing so far. Okay, so by the way, by the way, we're looking at this as a PDF from Vikings.com, our great friends at the, at the Media Center. They like to send us things, and uh, they sent us the first. And now, Judd, this is the, quote, unofficial depth chart. Yeah, I don't That's what, what it says, is. but, but yeah, you know good, what? We're calling it that. Yeah, thank exactly. you. Whatever, PR. Come on, KOC. Get on the same page here. So, Judd, I'll, I'll just start from, for, for simplicity's sake. I'm just going to start from the top and then work my way down. And, and for the listeners, that means I'm starting with wide receivers and then offensive line, then another wide receivers, quarterback, running back, uh, uh, fullback. So, so just, first just team. So you're so aware. Just the first team. First team. First column. Gotcha. That's what you want me to do. And I'll, I'll just do first column from each of those positions. Is that what you're saying, too? Yeah. Yep. do all that. Yeah. Let's go first team, second team, third team, because that's still going to be some relevant right. names. And then if we need to go be on that, we... We can, but yes, that's absolutely fine. Go first team. All right, so first team, wide receiver, number 18, Justin Jefferson, right on the top there, to no surprise. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do the offensive line now. So left tackle, Christian Derrissaw, again, no surprise. Left guard, Ezra Cleveland, no surprise. Center, Garrett Bradbury. Right guard, Jesse Davis. Right tackle, Brian O'Neill. I'll stop from right there, just just to get maybe a, a little bit of offensive line taste. So first team offensive line, Derrissaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Davis, O'Neill. Exactly what we've seen in practice when uh, Davis has had two or three veteran sort of rest days off uh, because I believe he's coming off what was season-ending knee surgery, if I'm not mistaken, with the Dolphins last year. Uh, but that is exactly what we've seen every day that every one of those guys has been able to practice. Zero surprise. Now, as you go down the right guard depth chart, yeah, um, there's going to be a conversation to be had, but as far as as unofficial depth chart 1.0, that offensive line holds absolutely no. Um, wow, I didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, the rest of the first team with tight end Irv Smith still as listed as as the starting tight end. The KLC is still hopeful he will be available for week one. I think Judd and I both have our little bit of blinders up, a little bit of yellow light when hold on there. KLC, we'll see if that's the case. But the Vikings are listing him as the first tight end. Uh, Adam Thielen as the other starting wide receiver on the first team. And then rounding things out, Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Dalvin Cook at running back, and of course, C.J. Ham at fullback. That is your first team. So from start from top to bottom again, I'll give it again. Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Jesse Davis, Brian O'Neill, Herb Smith Jr., Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, C.J. Ham. That is your first team from the Vikings unofficial, official. <laughs> That's very official. All right. Second team? Mm-hmm. Second team? All right. Yeah, I'll this, do the same this is thing. Where it's gonna get it. I'm gonna, okay, I'll, I'll say the wide receiver, and then we'll, we'll do a little pause after the offensive line to get a little meat and potatoes, a little quick jam, a little bam, a little, little, little quick jam, bam there. All right. Uh, Amir Smith Marset behind Justin Jefferson. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that more says he's wide receiver four, right? Yes. Like he, he'd be the fourth wide receiver. Yes. The first, this. yes. The, they, they are going to use uh, three wide receiver sets a lot, and those three are going to be Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne. But yeah, this is interesting because there is no question in my mind that they want Amir Smith-Marset, who's got good speed. And keep in mind, Osborne's not re- not a speedster. No. So 
Amir Smith-Marset would be a nice complimentary piece with speed. It's also why my contention, and this is just a total guess on my part, but among the players that are catching and vying for the punt return job decks, Amir Smith-Marset, I think, is the guy that they want to win that job. One, Osborne did that job two years ago, was drafted to do it, and was not good. Two, he doesn't have great speed. I think if Amir Smith-Marzet can be counted on to possess the football without problem, he provides a pretty interesting player to return punts because of the fact that he does bring a speed element that the Vikings definitely don't have if Osborne is doing it. We have a couple touchdowns in the regular season finale last year for Amir Smith-Marzet, too, so he did show up in, in a bit yeah. of a garbage game. But still, hey, that's, that's two you know touchdowns what? on your resume. Take that it's to the chance game. he got, right? Exactly. You get a exactly. chance. Uh, second team offensive line, Judd, from left tackle through right tackle. I'll read the names here. Blake Brandle, second team left tackle. Yep. Chris Reed, second team left guard. Austin Schlotman, second team center. Ed Ingram, second team right guard. Ole Udo, second team right tackle. I'm going to stop you right there because there's some intrigue there. So this is the first time that we've got so, sort of the, the depth chart, which I don't quibble with, but what's also really going on behind the scenes of practices. Number one, um, the last two practices, they didn't practice on Tuesday. The last two practices I've been to, which included the night practice on Monday, Chris Reed is back at center. Um, they are giving, so so Chris Reed is listed as a, positionally, guard center. He has never played center in an NFL game in his life. Austin Schlotman, who I think came from the Denver Broncos, is the same guard center, but he has played way more extensively at center in games. Now, I think their preference is Chris Reed is Bradbury's backup. I also think that they are probably exploring options outside this team if Bradbury continues to underwhelm. I think that there's a chance that they make a trade. So I don't quibble with where they have Reed, but I think the reality is right now, uh, if you, internally, if you were to do a official depth chart like if KOC has a chalkboard in his office with a real depth chart on it right now Reed and Schlotman would would slot in as second team centers with like an or and and the other piece of intrigue here because I think this is a chance where on September on September 11th despite the fact I'm telling them this is a mistake Dex I think Bradbury starts so, like, I think Bradbury starts. Yeah. Unless they make a trade and get a guy, but then it, it could be too late and to, to train that guy in to immediately play. So, I don't like the fact Bradbury's going to start, but I think the reality is he will probably start. Where I think that there could be a change here uh, before, basically, the exhibition games are done. Ed Ingram at yeah, right guard. Mm-hmm. Ed Ingram, uh, so he was moved up when when Davis had a day off um, – I think it was a day off Saturday or Sunday. Ingram moved up to first team right guard. He's a second round draft pick. So like this is this would not be an unprecedented haul. Oh, look at that seventh right. round pick, right? The other thing is from the days off, Reed clearly has knee problems. Hmm. So the odds of him not having some type of hiccup at some point here are probably going to be pretty small. Like they're trying really hard to keep him as healthy right now as possible, but he's an offensive lineman. Right, yeah. Like, it's not like Buxton, and, hey, go sit on the bench. Like, he still have to, you know, it's an absolutely brutal job. So, anyway, yeah. um, I would not be surprised if September 11th against the Green Bay Packers, Ed Ingram is your starting right guard. That would not shock me. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked with that either. My guy, Realistic Randy and I, on the Purple Daily YouTube channel talked about this on Monday, too, for a full breakdown. And he seems like the guy that could potentially be your starting right guard by the end of the season, if not by the beginning of the season. I mean, the dude was a very good stud at LSU, had some major off-the-field issues um, that kind of lingered into his draft stock, and that's why he fell. But he was very good at LSU. Power 5 school man, really good player. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if maybe by midway through the end of the season, that Eddie Ingram is your starting right guard, regardless maybe of the health of Jesse Davis. Oh, uh, absolutely. I think, his, yeah. I think his stock Agreed. potentially of all these rookies is rising the most as, as we've been looking at uh, through training camp, him and Andrew Booth have, have been phenomenal throughout training camp. And he's a second round pick. Like he yep. should play. Right. You don't, you, the goal is not to draft uh, a guy like, like this from, from a school like that and then not play him. Right. Correct. So, like, if if he plays, he should play. So, yeah, that's the one. That's one where I think they don't want to rush him necessarily, but I also don't think there's a really compelling case at that position to slow cook him if he clearly ends up being the better player than Jesse Davis is. Rounding out the second team um, after the offensive line, we have Johnny Munt as second team tight end, KJ Osborne behind Adam Thielen, but more wide receiver three, I right. should say. Uh, right. And here's the interesting part on the depth chart. Uh-huh. Second string quarterback. It says Kellen Mond or in bold letters, Sean Mannion. Yeah. Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion as QB two for the Vikings. The old saying is this, Declan. When you have two second team quarterbacks, it means you have none. Um they want Mond, they desperately want Mond to win this job. Like they can argue with that. They can say I'm putting words in their mouth. Uh, they want him to win the job. He was given on Monday night. You know the last the last drills were two minute drills, or, or I think it was actually offense given the ball in its own territory with a minute left on the clock. All right, it was Cousins. No surprise, he got to run that, and then Mond. Mannion never surfaced for that drill. Uh, they want Mond to win this job. Mond's processing does not allow him to do that at this point in time. Mannion is Mannion. He's a he is a, he's a clipboard carrying helper to Kirk. Um I think in their mind they really are are their willingness to be mod. I could tell you right now though, neither I don't want either one of those guys playing in a game for me if Kirk can't play. Rounding out that second team is Alexander Madison behind Dalvin Cook at running back and then is it Jake Vargas? At yeah. fullback, Vargas, Vargas. It? Yep. So yeah. he is the second team fullback. So your second team, if you will, Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, left tackle is Blake Brendel. Left guard, Chris Reed. Backup center, Austin Schlotman. Right guard, second team, Ed Ingram. Uh, right tackle, second team, Oli Udo. Johnny Munt is t- tight end behind Herb Smith Jr. KJ Osborne, Kellen Mond, or Sean Manning at quarterback. Alexander Madison, Jake Vargas. That rounds up your second team yep. on the offense. And so Mont or so Mont, no question right now, is your first team tight end. Right. Well, yeah. So with reps, yeah. Till Irv's back, Mont is the guy, and what they like about Mont is is he knows the system really well. Like he he can play at full speed. Now it's his full full speed is is that of a blocking tight end, so I wouldn't get too excited about that. But I do like the fact I do think they like the fact that they can plug and play him without being concerned about trying to train him in a lot on what this offense calls for. All right, so third team offense, Judd. Do you want me to continue to go same thing I'm doing here, or do you, do you want me to 
there's some, you know, there's some fourth, five, fifth, six teamers on the wide receiver side. So Why don't you screen. run through the rest of the? Just go across. So like, run through the rest of sure. the how they're uh, how they're listed right now at receiver and so sure. forth, and just keep going. So uh, wide receivers: Myron Mitchell, yep. Dan Chesna, Albert Wilson, Thomas Hennigan on the top wide receiver of the depth chart. So. Yeah. Four, yep. uh, four, five, six, seven. Myron Mitchell, Dan Chesna, Albert Wilson, Thomas Hennigan, Phil Mackey's guy. It's my, uh, it's my contention that I think Amir Smith Marset has the roster made. So really, the competition at wide receiver begins with a fifth guy. Uh, Mitchell's got a lot of opportunity. Now it's not with you know, it, it's not near the first team, but he's gotten chances. Um, the Albert Wilson being that far down surprised me a bit because he's a guy that they signed, and I don't know if they like him or not, but. Uh, that in- indicates to me that he is almost certainly going to be cut. Um, yeah, I would say I would say Mitchell has a good chance. I think Chisna, but he didn't take part in the practice on Monday. I, I think he, he was banged up. But I would say starting at Albert Wilson, there's unless you absolutely shine in the exhibition games decks, I'd say there's very little chance of being on the fifty three. Uh, sticking on the wide receiver side, when I go down to the uh, right mm-hmm. side, it will be B.C. Johnson, Tristan Jackson, or Jalen Naylor as four or five, and then uh, Blake Proles on the pup list. So yeah. your other wide receivers basically after the first four that we've established are Myron Mitchell, Dan Chesna, Albert Wilson, Thomas Hennigan, uh, B.C. Johnson, Tristan Jackson, Jalen Naylor. Those are the all, all the guys buying for the fifth wide receiver role, and then we'll see how, how many they actually end up keeping Excuse me, on the 53. Yeah, now Chesna's a good special teams uh, player, but here's my guess. My guess is it's going to go Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Amir Smith, Marset, BC Johnson has a good chance. Here's the here's the most interesting competition, and th- this guy was very good in the Monday night practice. Okay, Tristan Jackson was very good. Hmm. Jalen Naylor's, uh, I believe, a sixth round pick though, yep. and Jalen Naylor has speed. And Jalen Naylor is the type of player who might get claimed by a team because I think the Vikings, I think the Vikings would probably love to get him through to the practice squad. Right. But depending on how he does in the preseason games, it's going to be very intriguing because he is the type of guy that's going to, if you if you don't have the depth um, at at receiver that some te- teams do, Jalen Naylor could be pretty intriguing. Mm, so, and Jackson was good on Monday, but I don't know a lot about him. Uh, but yeah, I would say right now the inside track is Amir Smith Marset at four, maybe BC Johnson at five, and then it's really on after that. Uh, let's get to our first team defense here, Jeb. But who is your uh, first team candle? If Judd Zolgat oh, is ranking all of his candles, who is on the first team? So, truth be told, Declan, you know what? When I started, when we started this podcast, right? I would say that if I came to, to you and said, hey, Dex, I got a question for you. Do you see me as a candle guy? You'd be I, like, Judd, no. no, Judd, you're not a candle guy. Dawn might be, your wife, she might be, but you're not. But you know what? Then mm-hmm. I found spiral light candles, and I'm going to tell you right now. You know, I've aged, mellowed, but I've also gotten smarter. And I realized spiral light, spiral light candles offer a product that not only is super cool because it burns two ways. It, in fact, I'm going to hold this one up right now and show you. Oh, yeah, with that. It burns, it burns from the wick on down, so it's very cool because it burns a spiral light down, and then it provides another wick, a candle, that burns long-term. And the aromas, the scents, are absolutely house-changing. And now you're like, Judd, and you're holding a purple candle. Well, that's cool. Tell me more, and I will, because this is what we have deemed, my friend Todd, an, 
and I at Spiralite have deemed Judd's Purple Positivity Candle, which is available now on their site at SpiraliteCandles.com. You know, Vikings games, when you're watching the purple, stressful enough, right, Declan? Stressful enough. You're pacing. You might even be um, uh, profanity-driven, but you know what you need to do? You need to calm down and enjoy. And there's nothing like the aroma and Judd's Purple Positivity Candle. To add just a little bit of calm, just a little bit of smooth on what can be a stressful day, SpiralLightCandles.com. SpiralLightCandles.com. Go to their site right now. And again, that is Judd's Purple Positivity Candle, because even Judd gets positive when he is around a Spiral Light Candle product. You know, you talk about no stress. I can tell you right now, my friends at Underdog Fantasy provide no stress for you. And as someone who was always stressed out over fantasy football rosters and drafts, and do I not take this player? Well, I got to figure out my bye weeks here. It's just the worst. And it dragged me away from fantasy football. But Underdog Fantasy has reinvented me. I went from a third, fourth, fifth team depth chart guy to now being a first team guy. And Underdog Fantasy is leading that charge for me because they set my lineup for me. That's right. I draft the team. I can draft as many quarterbacks as I want if I wanted to. They'll just take and start the best possible quarterback that I drafted, the best possible wide receivers that you drafted. They take all the league management out of it, or all, the, all your management out. They manage it for you. It's very nice. And they got pick em options. I can't wait to get some sweat on with pick I'll be texting Judd on Sunday Night Football being, Judd, why don't you take, uh, why don't you take X wide receiver for over 75 yards tonight? And Dex, what the heck? I didn't think that was going to hit. And it hit. And, Judd and you're a golf day. master, too. Like I'm golf. A, when it comes to golf, golf, nobody knows golf. PGA. Underdog like you. Underdog, love it, too. Uh, if you join now with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Yeah, you deposit 100 bucks, they match it for you. Use promo code SCORE. It helps us out to S-K-O-R. Maybe some fun things in the works, too, as we get close to fantasy football season. So stay tuned for that. So download the Underdog Fantasy app. All right, Judd, back to the meat and potatoes of football. Yes. First team defense, same thing. Uh, want me to go just first team all the way down? Uh, yes. In fact, did, did we go through the, the rest of, of the the backups on offensive line, too? Uh, oh, no, we did not. Yeah, we look, did not. We let's go back to that, and I'll just qu- quickly say sure. that that if the player has a chance or is is a practice squad or a goner when uh-huh. the final cuts are made uh, late this month. Yep, uh, third team offensive line here uh, is it Vidirian Low? Yep. At left yeah, he's gonna, he he's going to be cut, and I think he's going to be a practice squad guy. Draft pick. Kyle Draft Hinton, pick. left guard. Um. Yeah, I think he get yeah cut. Josh Sokol, the third team uh, center. Uh, another potential practice squad guy. If they like him at center, he could be a developmental guy. Uh, very, very raw. Has absolutely no chance to make the roster. But I would say he could, especially now since practice squads are huge, he could have a chance. He has a good chance to be a practice squad guy. Uh, Wyatt Davis, third team right guard. I think he's cut, and I don't think he's a practice squad guy. I okay. Not unless there's just room there. I, I mean, this is one of – this. this is a – I don't want to harp on this too much, but ladies and gentlemen, this is one of Spielman's great whiffs. This is a third-round offensive lineman who can't play, I guess. Like, at first I thought it was vindictive, and he definitely came into camp not in great shape in 2021. So, like, there were issues. But I think, I mean, he has been buried on a third-team offensive line that's not getting reps. I think he has no chance. Um, they didn't draft him, so I wouldn't be surprised if they don't waste a practice squad place. And again, he is a third-round pick. That is incredibly high to be uh, one year in, basically, saying, you know what? Sorry, you can't play. Uh, Timmy, uh, Tim and Paris is the last one at right tackle, third string. Yeah, he's another. Um, I, I don't know 
the year's play, but he he's a he is a practice squad type practice of guy. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Wyatt Davis, man, him and Willie Beavers on the Mount Rushmore. I think yeah. Him the whiffs. I fourth think round pick. Him. He was in, in fact the year that Beavers was cut um, out of training camp as a fourth round pick as a rookie. He was, I think, I looked this up, Dex. He was the highest draft pick in that year's draft to be cut out of training camp. Correct. Yes, I believe that was accurate. That's Not remarkable. Good. Not good. All right. First team defense. First team defense for Ed Donatel. Judd, I'll do the same thing. I'll just run through the first teamers. Yeah. Like we did for the offense. Yep. Let's run for the first All right. two teams. Starting outside linebacker, yep. Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. Starting uh, defense and Armand Watts. Starting at nose tackle, Harrison Phillips. Starting at defensive end, Dalvin Tomlinson. Other starting outside linebacker, Zadarius Smith. Starting at weak side linebacker, I believe that is, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. Starting middle linebacker, Eric Kendricks. Uh, starting at, this is, uh, yeah, starting at cornerback, excuse me. Yep, Cam Dantzler and Patrick Peterson are your starting cornerbacks. And then your starting safeties are Harrison Smith and Cameron Bynum. So those are your first team defenders. Yes, and the, the Bynum thing he has impressed them, and it's real. Like, he is playing first-team safety all of the time. Um, when when Harrison Smith has been rested, Seen comes in for him. But Cam Bynum, who stepped in for Smith when Smith tested positive for COVID in Baltimore last year, and I think he picked off a pass and had a nice game, uh, he's for real. That's a good pick, and he is going to start. And just to be clear here, too, so there's a couple things about how the depth chart shakes out that it's not the Vikings' fault, but it's a little bit different. First of all, they're, they're a base 3-4. So what you just read was the base 3-4. The reality is they're a base 3-4 that's going to play a ton of, and I mean a ton of nickel defense in which they're going to be 4-3. So Tomlinson there scoots inside to uh, to a defensive tackle spot by Phillips. And most importantly, um, and depth charts, depth charts should reflect this now, and they don't. Um, Shandon Sullivan, who was signed as a free agent from the Packers, is going to be a pseudo starter at the nickel. So, like, he is a third corner. So, so they're going to have a linebacker off the field a lot, and they're going to essentially uh, have, and it, it might not be for the first defensive snap of the game, but anyway, Shandon Sullivan should be considered a starter. So, j- just like w- when you went through uh, Jefferson. Thielen Osborne, because mm-hmm. Osborne technically should be on a first line. Right. Um, Sullivan, in this case, should be considered a first line guy. Okay. Uh, second team guys that Judd kind of alluded to, too, but this is second team. I'll go the same thing off uh, from outside linebacker down. Uh, second team outside linebacker, Patrick Jones, the second. This is uh, yes. Second string defensive end, Jonathan Bullard. Second string nose tackle, TJ Smith. Second-string defensive end, James Lynch, who Vikings fans have seen a little bit of the last few years. Uh, Second-string outside linebacker, DJ Wanham behind Zadarius Smith. Uh, Second-team weak-side linebacker, Brian Asamoah, who Judd has been very impressed with, who is maybe a safety, maybe a linebacker, maybe an offensive guard, maybe a wide receiver. He looks like he can play multiple positions. You can positions stop at safety. Yeah, stop. no, he's not. He, he's a small dude. Uh, Second-string middle linebacker behind Aaron, Eric Kendricks is Troy Dye. Uh, second string cornerbacks, Andrew Booth, Chandon Sullivan. Those are your second, second team, quote unquote, uh, uh, cornerbacks. And then your second team safeties are Josh Metellus behind Harrison Smith, Lewis Seen yes. behind Cam Bynum. Now, Judd, I, I uh, talked with Realistic Randy again last Monday, and I, I, I even looked this up the other day. I believe 
Lewis Seen played 170 combined snaps at both cornerback and nickel cornerback last year with uh, with Georgia. So he actually got, or excuse me, it was 130 snaps or so at at um at nickel corner, and I believe he also played like some linebacker. Like they used him in different spots. Yeah, and that's a college units. thing. Yep. Yeah, it's a little so, bit different. So he has more experience playing outside safety, like outside of the safety position, the true right. quote unquote safety position that he did last year at Georgia. But Lewis seen right. right now your second team safety uh, behind Cam Bynum and Harrison uh, Harrison Smith. Yeah, and one uh, to be very clear, I don't think that this is anything scenes done wrong. I think it's what I, since the since the springtime camp started, what Bynum's done right. So just to he's not in trouble. Like he hasn't played poorly. This is. This is Bynum played so well and deserves this chance. Um, you bring up what I think is going to be the case, and we have not seen this look in any practices so far, but I don't think you would show this publicly. Uh, and, and I've been talking about this since scene was drafted. I think there's going to be times where you have three safeties out there and another linebacker off. And does that mean that you've got a dime package because Sullivan's still there? That I don't know, but um, if I was if I was to take a guess with how multiple uh, Ed Donatel's defense is going to be, I am going to guess that there are looks that we are not seeing in practice that involve Lewisine mm-hmm. and Brian Asamoah. Wow, um, who are if you look at them, Declan, almost interchangeable physically, mm-hmm. and yet one is a safety and one is a linebacker, and so. Um, I don't think that you would put that out there necessarily, and you certainly won't in exhibition games. Right. Uh, but I think both of those guys have a potential to be major, or I shouldn't say major, to be contributors as the season progresses in unique ways, uh, and certainly would would be the first man up in different situations if people get injured at their positions. The illusion of complexity, Judd Well, the defense is going to be, you're you're going to be, it's going to be incredible. Like, the amount of things that are going to change from snap to snap to snap are going to really be intriguing to watch. All right, uh, third and fourth team, guys, here. Let's, uh, I'll I'll go from outside linebacker and then down. Uh, Third and fourth team outside linebackers, respectively, Luigi Villan and Andre, uh, is it Mins? Mm -hmm. M-I-N-T-Z-E. Those are your third and fourth team outside linebackers. Your third and fourth team defensive ends, Jalen Twyman and Julian Taylor. Mm-hmm. Your third Twyman's an interesting. Is he? Twyman's an intriguing one to me. I'm not sure what to make of his chances, um, but I think he is. I think he's got some attributes that w- might get claimed if you waived him. Mm. M- might. Okay. Uh, third and fourth stream nose tackles are T.Y. McGill Jr. and Tyree Stevenson. Yeah, they don't have a chance. Uh, <laughs> their third string defensive end Sorry. is it. Ezzy Atom Atom. Oh, hold on a second. It's oh, the former boy. gopher. It's the former gopher. Usezi. Oh my god, I wasn't even close. Usezi Otom Otomewu. Okay. So it's O capital T O E To and then small May Wu. Okay. Interesting. Former gopher. Um I don't I know. know I so he's a fifth round pick, Declan. Mm-hmm. Um strikes me as a type of guy they probably would like to get get through to practice squad. And fifth-round picks are dicey. The one thing to mention, though, is if you wait, so on August, so so there's three cutdown dates now. August 30th, which is a Tuesday. The cutdown goes from 80 to 53. 
And the method to the madness in that one is teams are so fixated on trying to get their own guys signed to practice squads that they don't scan the wire as thoroughly as they should. Mm. And so you can get, how can I put this nicely? You can get project guys who you like back on your team because that's what you're, what the other teams are trying to do at that same time. Got it. Uh, backup outside linebacker, Janarius Robinson, Zach McLeod, third and fourth team, respectively. Mm-hmm. Backup uh, third and fourth team weak side linebackers are Blake Lynch, and William Kowainu. Kowainu, I'm going to go with. Uh, right. Third and fourth team middle linebacker. I haven't come Chaz, across him too much. Chaz Surratt and Ryan Connolly, and Connolly is on the pup list. Um, your Stop third... for a second there. Chaz yeah. Surratt is interesting because uh-huh. okay. he, he was the, the kid. I think he was a fifth-round pick last year by Spielman. He had been a quarterback in college, and he had moved to linebacker, and the Vikings loved his athletic ability. I think he gets cut. I haven't seen like I haven't seen anything fr- from him in camp. I think he gets cut, and I think I don't think he is a bust like Wyatt Davis is considered a bust. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does not come back. All right, third and fourth team, fifth team, sixth team cornerbacks here, and there's there's a there's actually a good amount of names that people don't know on here. Uh, so on the left side. Chris Boyd, Perry Nicholson, Nate Harrison on the left side from the fourth, fifth, sixth team cornerback options. Yeah, after Boyd, they're all gone. And um, in the case of Boyd, Boyd's an interesting one. So Boyd is a special teams guy. Uh, he has played, um, been forced to play at different times. Uh, cornerback, he's not that good. But I do believe that Boyd actually is. So the second team, lots of times, Boyd has mixed in. So I do believe he does have a fighting chance. It's going to be difficult, but I do believe he's got a fighting chance to make the roster. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, right cornerback options, a Caleb Evans, Harrison Hand, Ty Smith. Harrison Hand is an interesting one because I think the previous administration liked him. They did. Um, a Caleb Evans is going to make this team. So Booth makes it. Evans does. And then I, I guess the question is, does this come down to like a battle between Hand and Boyd? And then that's also going to be dependent on who this um, coaching staff feels is the best special teams guys as well. But uh, something's got to give. I think I've seen enough of Boyd, but that's just me personally. Uh, then third team safeties are Mike Brown and Miles Dom. Yeah, it's been nice knowing him. Yeah, thank God. Uh, that's, um, that's hey, you know what? You tried. Uh, well, we'll get to special teams here to round things out before we get to write that down predictions. Uh, yeah, one kicker on the roster, and it's Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph's having a hell of a camp. Yeah, Greg Joseph's been great so far. Seven of eight in the uh, Monday night, 7,000 people watching, pressure-filled practice. Yes, Greg Joseph is probably the happiest man every day that his car parks at TCO. He says, my God, is my life simpler now. Uh, two punters, and, and they're in the same spots as holders on the roster. Jordan Berry, who was the Vikings punter last year, and Ryan Wright. Judd, is uh, Jordan Berry's job pretty much locked up here, you think? It's locked up, yeah. And uh, the, so the first cuts, the first round of cuts are next Tuesday. We're, go- we're going to go from the current 90 to 85 players. I'm willing to bet that the backup punter is uh, one, of the f- one of the five jettisoned uh, next Tuesday. Uh, shout out to a friend of the show, Courtney Cronin, the only log snapper on the roster, Andrew D. D-, D- Piola. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know what? It's a skill, man. It's a skill. Uh-huh. 
And then the last little piece of dessert here on this depth chart, Jeb. Uh, starting kick returners, Kanae Wangwu, And behind him is KJ Osborne, Ty Chandler for the second and third team, respectively, kick returners. But the first team punt returner, Judd, Amir Smith-Marset, second team, Jalen Naylor. And that's what I keep saying. I think they want Amir Smith-Marset to win that job. Uh, the Naylor one, again, it's interesting because I don't know that he is prepared yet, but he's made some nice grabs. But And I don't know that he is a slam dunk to make the roster. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, to just go, go back on, on what I said before, with his skill set, if he gets cut, a team might try and sign him. So I wonder if he at least makes the initial roster hmm. um, based on that, based on his speed, based on... I mean, he's made some nice catches. Sure. Um, I guess the other question comes back to this. How much do they like BC Johnson? Right. Like, like we all sort of fell in love a few years back, and we're like, he's great. And then if you recall, in Jefferson's rookie season, he started the first two games ahead of Jefferson. It seems like um, Kirk loves him, too. Yeah. Like, he always speaks about him, which I always find really weird. Uh, yeah, no, and, and you know what? Him. He probably runs a really good route. And sure, um, yeah. But I don't know that there's – I don't know what the upside is there. And you've right. already got three pretty good ones, one great one. Yeah. And then if Smith-Marset can come of age, that that helps. So um, – and this also comes down to what they are going to do, and there there's no, like, precedent here yet for positions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to keep X amount of receivers – Running backs, um, you know, because Ty Chandler, who's got speed and ability, could make the roster, but he's also probably a candidate because he, he's a uh, fifth-round pick to be on the practice squad. Absolutely. So, Well, there's your depth chart, baby. That is some meat and potatoes football right there. Good to be stuff, honest, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Phil Mackey's back in tow. Well, well, if he ever comes back in tow. That we'll be talking about this a little bit more um, as the week progresses here. He We're missed out today. Time. He did, baby. He did. He's, he's too hot for us. He's too hot for us. Good. So, so what yeah, happens when you uh, log those company hours, yeah, well, those company dinners and We'll breakfast. see if uh, little Jean-Claude Van Damme can join us. Excuse me, Phil Mackey can join us uh, for Write That Down predictions we got coming up here. An accountability session. Your boy is uh, playing with house money, as I like to tell you right now. A big lead in the batting average. And I'm talking game. I'm talking big game here. Judd did this last year, and he went out in this insane slump. Yep. So we'll see if... Uh, I hope you do, page. too. Yeah, thank you. That's really nice. <laughs> I do. I mean, I want to win. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, uh, hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, on right here right here on this YouTube channel. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. The Score North app is a central hub for everything we do. All right, let's get to these accountability session and write that down predictions. All right, write that down. Sans Phil Mackey, though, but Mackey and Judd, write that down edition that still lives on Judd Zolgab. We got our guy Michael in the house here. He's about to make our predictions. Michael. As I was navigating through my amazing technical difficulties, I forgot to give you the spiel on how Write That Down works, obviously, in the green room. But I know you're a loyal listener of Mackie and Judd, so I'm guessing you kind of know the protocol, right? Three predictions each, show-related, Minnesota sports-related. Excited to get you on here. But in the meantime, I'm just going to have you pop off the screen as we run through an accountability session, look at statistics. I'll get you right back on here, and we'll get ready to roll, okay? Sounds great. Thanks. All right, man. Michael in the house from Iowa, right, Judd? You guys were talking off Mike. Hawkeye Indeed fan? Indeed he is. Hawkeye fan? He I got Hawkeyes or Cyclones? Haw- Hawkeye fan. Oh, okay, Hawkeye fan. But also a Vikings fan, so so it offsets. Sure. Okay. All it right. Well, write that bit. down. We know how it works, mm-hmm. right, Judd? Three predictions, everyone, each week. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. Listeners, if you want to participate, please send us a message through the Score North app. 
Let's run through our accountability session. Judd Zolgad, a couple things off the board. You said Mike Zimmer will be a DC in the NFL next season in 2022. I did indeed, and I was wrong. But look at the next one. Nice little hit here. You said the Twins will score seven or fewer runs against the Tigers for one of the more all-time buns from Judd Zolgad. I don't want to hear any more buns from me, okay? No, Phil predicted nine or plus runs. I think it was like in in that night's game. So I think it was Wednesday's game that he predicted nine or more runs. And I thought to myself, they ain't scoring not with this offense of late. So I did bunt, but you know what I did? I bunted against the shift. Very savvy. That is savvy. So So I got the point. All right, I'll give you the savviness. I'll give you the savviness. Mackie, one uh-huh, thing off the board, because uh, this was Judd's counter prediction. Uh, Max said the Twins will score at least nine runs against the Tigers on Wednesday. They Was it exact? Was it six, I believe? Was that the exact total? Yeah, I think it was six. I think it was six, too. I think so I got very six fortunate. Six runs for the Tigers uh, in that fold. Uh, listeners had nothing come off the Whoa. board. So a quiet really? week for our listeners, Judd. And uh, old Dex tweets, uh, just one thing off the board here. He said the Wild would acquire an established NHL player between now and next week's Write That Down. We are recording this, by the way, on Tuesday evening for Wednesday, but that's still in the parameters. That's in the phrasing of next week's Write That Down session. Sometimes we record those earlier, Judd. So if a player signs on Wednesday, I do not get this point. So I'm sure the Write That Down gods will strike me hard, uh, obviously, when Wednesday happens and they do sign someone, right? I will give you I will give you $50 if before noon tomorrow the, the Wild, that Billy Garrett signs or acquires a guy with minimum 200 games experience i will give you 50 dollars because it ain't uh-huh. happening well okay i'm gonna hold you to that that's a lot of good uh, you should hold weekend. me to it um i got a season ticket plan i gotta figure out cold, if i can renew cold hard so. cash yeah, yeah get that like renewed that. Get, that get that renewed would you please we'll, we'll see if i do we'll see if i do statistics right. on the season uh i'm still betting 44 with the league league and 13 home runs house money right now if you're if you're me I'm just playing with house money here. So I'm I'm sitting pretty. Uh, Famous last words. Judd Zogat, 368, seven home runs. Phil Mackey with a 303 average, nine bombs. The listeners with double-digit home runs, they have 10, and they're hitting exactly 300. I think we talked about this last weekend, Judd. Cumulative-wise, between the show and the listeners, this is the hottest start and the best stretch of Write That Down's history so far. You know, I'm trying to think back because there was a year where we all were pretty good. But, yeah, I think the list – I don't know the listeners have ever been this high this late. They, yeah. They've definitely hit, hit for power, but their approach so much is to try to hit for power that it ordinarily means their average suffers. So this might be the latest in the season that the listeners have been 300. That makes sense. Uh, all time, Judd Zolgad leading with 235 career hits, 22 bombs. Phil Mackey, 192 hits, 24 bombs. The listeners do lead uh, the all-time home run race. No uh, debate here between 61 and 73. Listeners have 29 bombs, no asterisks, 159 hits. And then uh, myself, Declan Goff, 131 hits with 21 home runs. But closing in on you, Judd, for all-time leads of uh, of home runs. And I've only been doing this for half the time. Yep. So Yep, I am not. You know what? Uh-uh, I spray the ball. I spray the ball around. I beat the shift. Occasionally, I homer, but I am a man that goes after hits. I am Gwyn. I am Carew. I am George Brett. Home runs follow sometimes, but they're not what I base my bread and butter of write that down on. All right, let's get to it. All right, let's get to it. Let's get our let's get our guy Michael in here. Let's Michael do this. patiently waiting as uh he has dealt with technical difficulties. Long. He was waiting out in the green room. Michael, what's up, man? Thank you for coming on, Mackie and Judd. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's great. So, how long have you been uh listening? 
to Mackie and Judd and Score North? Uh, I'd say about two years I've been listening. So uh, it's great content. Love it. A little more, you know, a little heavy on the Vikings. That's what I follow more than anything else. But uh, good content. It's good stuff. So, so are are you a, a Vikings fan and Hawks fan equally? Are you more of a Vikings fan? Who, who's your ultimate football team? Uh, Judd, I got to be honest with you. I probably lean heavier towards the Hawks. Uh, Vikings, Vikings continue to, you know, go back and forth with me, but I'm always there. I continue, continue to ride the wagon with those guys. So, Nate Stanley, yeah, did he get screwed or was he just not good? Not good enough. I was okay. surprised he's drafted, but <laughs> so was Phil. Phil spent a week bashing him. <laughs> Good arm, but couldn't do much else. You know, not very accurate, no mobility. So, <laughs> Michael, I have, like, I have next to like no stake in college football. I went to a D2 school in central Minnesota. So, I and I and I unfortunately was growing up during the gopher end of Glenn Mason years, Tim Brewster beginning years. So, there wasn't a lot for me to root for. So, I when, when people say we hate Iowa, I, I have nothing against Iowa. I just want to make that very clear to Michael here. I don't hate Iowa. I'm all good. I'm all good there. That's good. Listen, I don't hate Minnesota either. I, I think I hate Wisconsin, but I don't hate Minnesota. We can all agree on that. We can all agree yeah. on that, right? Yeah. That Very is, solid. We, can, we all can agree that Wisconsin stinks. We can all agree yep. on that one. I like that. For sure. Absolutely. Michael, you're going to start us off here. So we're going to lead off to Michael. We're going to go to Judd, then to me, and then Phil Mackey via satellite. So, Michael, you're our leadoff hitter here, man. Lead us off. Perfect, guys. Well, I think I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do heavy on Vikings. So I'm still a little... I'm a little irritated with Quasi over the draft yet. So, uh, you know, I thought that when Georgia and Alabama played twice, there was one standout person on the field who played for Alabama against five first-round defensive draft picks that were on Georgia's team. Mm-hmm. That's my man, Jamison Williams, who was staring us right in the face at number 12. Then we decided to trade down 20 picks. Without getting the Lions' first round pick, which was completely ridiculous. So, write this down. I think Jamison Williams, in one of the two games that we play the Lions, goes for 100 yards and a touchdown. Two leg parlay. So, 100 yards and a touchdown in one of those two games, right? That's what you're saying? Correct. Okay. All right. All right. I I think you might be right. Yep. And that trade will always frustrate me. That trade will always because scene might be good, but in the division to drop down that much to allow them to pick up a, a potential premium skill position player, unless he's a bust, I just don't like it. it was, I, I thought he was the best player on the field when Georgia and Alabama played. Great game. Who knows? Yeah, you might be right. All right. Uh, my first write that down is a twins related baseball. Miguel Sano's next stop, next stop, Declan, so I'm being very careful here, will be in the Kansas City Royals organization. The way I see it, Sano is the perfect Royal or Pirate. I can't decide which one, (laughs) but he hits the crap out of the ball in KC. Like he is, he's been a ridiculously um, effective, especially not surprising with the power in Kansas City and Kaufman. So Miguel Sano's next stop will be in the Royals organization. So if he never plays a game for them, but but he is signed and ends up right. at their AAA affiliate in Omaha, this counts. Thank you very much. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Comerica makes a lot of, or not Comerica, yeah, um, 
Or the Kansas City Royals. Kaufman play. Yeah, Kaufman. he destroys baseballs he, there. It's probably on his Exactly. I'll keep the uh, Twins train going with Judd here. So write this down. The Twins will win at least four of their six games against Los Angeles teams. So they have two against the Dodgers. We're recording this, by the way, on a Tuesday night. So the, the game against the first game against the Dodgers has not happened yet. But they have six games, two against the Dodgers. Uh, what is it three? Let me actually let me make sure that it's three and not four. I don't want to get burned on phrasing here. Now that now, now I'm having now I have oh it's three. Okay, they're off on Thursday. So they have five games uh-huh. against the Dodgers and and yes. uh, and Angels. So actually, let me let me uh, you know screw it. I'll say this: going four to five, going four wow. to five, going four to five against the against LA teams. Oh, somebody, somebody got some drinks. <laughs> somebody got five. some surly. That's a home run. I'm saying four to five. That's it's a a, yes, it's a home run. It's, it's a grand slam home run. I told you house money. I'm with house money right here. This is fine. I'm doing all right. You know what? That's what I thought. Last year, gigantic lead. Swamp. Almost blew the whole lead. So that's okay. Right. You enjoy your 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 uh, hot run here. All right. Let's go to Mackie for his first prediction via satellite. Right, prediction number one here from uh, old Macadac. He's drinking some Twins Kool-Aid after the Rocco Baldelli epic meltdown on Sunday. And he's swinging for the fences. Because write this down. The Minnesota Twins will sweep the Dodgers. Get the brooms out. The sweep will happen in Los Angeles. The Twins will sweep the Dodgers. Woohoo! Speaking of drinks flowing. Is two games a sweep? Yeah, it counts. Does two games make a sweep? It does. It's technically a sweep. I've always it's considered it. a sweep to be three, three sure. or more. But he's saying they're going to beat. They're going to beat. So he's going to they're, they're going to beat the Dodgers back to back. You guys Tuesday are seriously Wednesday. crazy. Yeah. I would not be putting my hard earned write that down predictions on that one. Yeah, the Dodgers are playing incredible baseball right now. Yeah, you, the same guy who predicted the Tigers. He wouldn't score seven runs or few against. The yeah, Tigers. you know why? Because I took the shift and I bunted. Okay. That's what you should do. Right. Phil is swing. You know what? Phil is Joey Gallo. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. He's Sano, swinging from his heels. Now, right Joey Gallo doesn't acknowledge Martin Perez is still dominating for Texas, but uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Michael, your second prediction. All right, guys. So I'm going back to the Vikings. So, uh, you know, as you like to talk about old Kirky boy, uh, which I disagreed resigning him, but so be it. We'll live with it. So <laughs> I think KLC will, uh, you know, quiet Kirk's mind, as he said. So, and I also think he's going to push him to make some chances. So I think Kirk. Got two leg parlay here, so I think Kirk sets uh, a new career record or stat with interceptions. I think he has 14 or more interceptions this year, and also to quiet his mind, I think Kirk takes every snap under center instead of lining up under right guard or left guard or right tackle. So shotgun still so so he just won't actually accidentally get below the right guard and think the football's there. He won't. Get into the 49ers game like last year and think the football's under right guard. So hard to quantify, but I want to make sure that we know that KOC is quite in his mind so Kirk knows where to line up. So, and, so know, Michael, are you also yeah. saying too that he's 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 not gonna mess up? He's not gonna he's not gonna be behind the right player, and, and or are you saying that he won't miss any other snap? Like regardless, he's the starting quarterback. No other quarterback takes a snap for the Vikings in 2022. I'm just saying he won't mess up the snaps where he's yeah. in. So. I like it. You know what? I've th- thought about this a bit. I don't think Kirk lining up under right guard in a real game probably got an- enough run and attention. If 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 that is Kirk Cousins, the New York Jet, right? 
It oh, might not God. be the butt fumble, but it gets a lot of attention. Like, they'd still be showing it, right? It was a huge game. Fourth quarter, right? I mean, I think there's under seven minutes left in that game, and we're at the 10-yard line. It, yes. It, it, that's who Kirk is. But so be it. We got him back again. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> KLC will quiet his mind. He'll be great. So we'll bring him. <laughs> He'll be a pro baller. All right. Um, I, I'm going to stay in the world of the National Football League here. Write this down. Mike Zimmer will be on the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff in 2023. So a season from now, Zimmer will be, and I'm not going to make a prediction because he's old enough where I could see him being like a defensive consultant type of guy. Right. So I'm not going to say that he is going to be the Dallas Cowboys um, D coordinator with Sean Payton as head coach. So the simple prediction is this. Mike Zimmer will be on the Cowboys coaching staff in 23. Okay. I like it. I like it. We talked about that too on Purple Daily too. I said that. that. I was more specific back then, um, but I've got some concerns. At Mike's age, I could see Mike taking a job, but but saying, you know what? I don't don't want to coordinate the entire thing. I'll just contribute ideas. So I'm going to back off a little bit from my Purple Daily stance. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get this prediction out there now because with Phil Mackey via satellite, I've actually not listened to these predictions. So if he has like swear words and bombs dropped in them to sabotage his job and my job, we're now both on the line. Uh, so I don't know what he has said yet on this, but uh, uh, Mackey and I interviewed Chris Jericho, wrestling star, AEW star. Actually, my first press pass credential of all of 2022. Isn't that a Twins game? Uh, it's going to be at AW Dynamite this Wednesday night at Target Center. Got a credential, Judd. For what? For a wrestling promo. For for AEW, Quake at the Lake. But I mean, are Target you just go, going to watch? Are you going to work it? Well, yeah. So they don't, they usually do like press conference scrums with their wrestlers. They don't do that for house taping shows, but I am covering it for Score North. I'm, I'm going, I have a press badge. I'm going to go there. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to report back. Maybe some feedback. I look forward Friday. to your high quality yes. journalistic work on finding yes. out what, what wrestling hey. is really all about. And maybe some videos. And can you post those for me, Jeff? Could you, uh, could you also get those? Down? No, no, I won't no. be posting those. It doesn't work both ways like that, Declan. <laughs> All right, write I send them down. to you. I don't. I don't get them. AJ Fredrickson, stand by, stand by for that. Write this down. Uh, Chris Jericho will beat John Moxley at Quake at the Lake for the AEW interim title. So there's a, there's a title match. Doug. The the interim title is on the line between Chris Jericho and John Moxley, and I think Jericho takes the belt off of John Moxley for a big pop at Target Center. So write that down. All right. Can't wait for your wrestling takes after uh, Quake at the Lake. Yeah, well, I'm not going to have too many. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Phil Mackey for his second prediction. Okay, prediction number two. So the NBA schedule is supposed to come out here anytime, like I think this week or maybe early next week. So I'm trying to sneak this in under the the radar, the deadline. Write this down. The Minnesota Timberwolves will be scheduled to play a Christmas Day game. Intriguing trade made this offseason. A team on the rise. Anthony Edwards, a young superstar. So the Timberwolves will be scheduled to play a Christmas Day game. Write it down. I like it. I like it. I mean, the NBA is the king on Christmas. I know the NFL is on it, but there's what now? You guys five games? I think there's five games. Yeah, on, there's like a whole on slot. Christmas, which is ridiculous. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually get a Christmas Day home game this time. Hey, around. I'd like that. And and by the way, though, the problem is this. I, I think it, it was in the last two years or so. The National Football League has gotten smart and said we're going to play on Christmas yeah. Day too. Which made me say, what NBA games? Because then I just watch football. Yeah, it's true. 
That's true. I'm excited to see if that happens. Go, go Wolves. Schedule's coming out soon. Uh, Flagrant House, too. Cheap plug. Kyle, uh, Phil Mackey, Kyle Teague. They uh, are rocking Flagrant House. Go check it out. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, Michael, your third and final prediction here on Write That Down. All right, guys. So, again, Vikings here. So, uh, Jefferson entering his third year here in the NFL. I think there's two records he has within sight to break after his third year. I think the receiving yards that Randy Moss has after three yards or after three years is there. And Michael Thomas's record for most receptions after three years is in play here. So Jefferson needs 1,148 yards to break Randy Moss's record for most yards after three years. And he needs 126 receptions to break Michael Thomas's record for receptions after three years. Write this down. Jefferson will go for at least 1,500 yards receiving and 126 receptions this year. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Big year. You know what? I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. I think you might be right. Everything I've seen in camp is incredible. This guy, we are watching – not a a just a star here. I think we are watching a special player. I really do. I don't know he's Moss because Moss changed the sport itself, um, but he's a special player. I could easily see. I think if Kirk, so if your point about Kirk is correct, like if KOC gets to Kirk and is like morphs Kirk into who he thinks Kirk can and should be, I think your Jefferson prediction might come true. Like he's that good. God, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He is. He's great. He's uh, Michael, any uh, shout-outs you want to give here? You have this life-changing platform on Write That Down and Mackie and Judd. Who do you want to shout-out? Yeah, real quick. Thanks, guys. So a uh, few guys at work from the northwest corner. Uh, Casey, he's a Vikings fan. A couple other guys are Packers fans. I'm not going to name their names since they are Packers fans, but they know who they are. Uh, my brother Dustin, loyal Vikings fan, and our buddy Shay. he always keeps it real. Keeps the expectations with the Vikings good. Last but not least, my wife, Ann, my daughter, Tristan, and my son, Johnny. They've all hopped on this Vikings bandwagon with me and are along for the ride. So, and thank what, you, guys. What have you done? What have That poor family doesn't deserve the, the heartaches that, that that team continually puts its fan base through. What have you done? I've been asking myself that too. Yeah. But <laughs> every time a field goal goes wide, you're like, sorry about that. My bad. Yeah, they're still there. So they love it. So we're All we're right. long for the ride. Thanks, guys. Awesome, man. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you coming on, man. We'll get you on yeah, again, okay? You. Yeah. Talk to you. Wow. Great prediction there from Michael. Great predictions. All right. Tony. I think Jefferson thing, I, I I could see it. It sounds it sounds absurd, but I could see it, man. I could see it. Every time I watch him, he is special. He is special. He is why, you know what, Declan? He is why I am so often critical of athletes and teams mm-hmm. because I think our our uh, want to to declare like star players or my team's great, it's so often so far-fetched, right? Yeah. Like greatness comes along rarely. And so what, what makes Jefferson so unbelievable to me is he is great. So like like this is the type of guy. This is why when when we all go gaga about, um, I don't know. Take your pick, Thielen, who I like, good player, right? When we all go gaga about Adam Thielen's unbelievable, blah blah. No, he's good, and he's a and that's awesome. But 
like when we're trying to torture, the, oh man, no, he's one of the best in the world. He's top five. Or, well, first of all, no, he's not. Second of all, a guy like Jefferson comes along and acknowledging and seeing how special that guy is, is why I don't get caught up in a lot of players because you only see players like Jefferson or or in the North Stars case before they left, Madano or Kaprizov, right? Like, for all that we wanted to be like, well, oh, Koivu, look at Koivu, he's the captain of stuff, and, you know, oh, Parisi. They were good players, they worked their butts off, that's awesome. Um, Kaprizov's greatness, though. And and so I can't fall into the trap of like, well, my, you know, the guy I watch, he's still pretty, really good. Well, no, he might be just fine. But when you, when the rare, when the rare player, and, and I think it's why, in particular, this show has been hard on cat decks. Because when, when you look at Cat, he has the ability to be great, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't always use it. And that's what drives you crazy. Because you're like, dude, there is something to unlock here every single game and certainly in playoffs. So that is why I am so tough on teams and players. Because every once in a while, you get somebody who's special. And those are the people who should be celebrated. Speaking of being special, Judd, and speaking of being a family affair, it sounds like everyone is uh, on the Livia program in that Zolgad household. So why don't you uh, tell everyone how everyone can uh, join the Zolgads in their li- in their journey to weight loss? That's exactly right. We we all are, and as I've talked about for a long time now, thanks to my friends, I am down forty pounds. And here's the most important part: I'm keeping the weight off. Dawn, she looked at me and it's like, Judd, you have lost all this weight. I'd like to drop some weight too. I said you should join as well. She did exactly that. She's down now about fourteen pounds. So. The Zolgad household now down 50 plus pounds. And here's the best part and the most important part, keeping the weight off. It's now Livia's exclusive end of summer anniversary offer. And right now you can join the program for 50% off. That's right, 50% off. So as we get into fall, how about if all of those fall and winter clothes in your closet right now that might not fit? And look, that was the case with me, but they start to fit. And do you know how good it feels? And again, you can keep the weight off, and that's the most important thing. It's this simple. Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join the program now for 50% off. Livia.com is how you start a weight loss journey that I can tell you from personal experience is incredibly fulfilling. All right, Judd, one more trip around the room, your third and final prediction. Okay, my third and final prediction is Kirill Kaprizov, who I just brought up, will score two goals or more in the Wilds' regular season opener on October 13th. I believe it's against the Rangers at the X. But Kirill Kaprizov, now free of all concern about can he get out of Russia, blah, blah, blah. He's back here uh, in the States and in this state in particular, which is the most important thing. Kirill Kaprizov, two goals or more. Potentially a hat trick, Declan, mm-hmm. in the Wilds' regular season opener. All right, I like it. I'll, I have a wild prediction here, too, to round things out. Uh, we talked about this in the latest Judd's Hockey Show, and for those who are probably wondering, where, where's Judd's Hockey Show? Well, yeah, it's been a little quiet, okay? Where the, it's the summer months, and we got some things in, in the works here. Uh, God willing, Judd will get a press credential. I just got a note from Aaron Sickman asking, hey, does, Declan, are these people still working for Score North? Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff said, yes, Mr. Sickman. They are still working for. Scott I said in my credential two weeks so, ago. So I'm, I'm, hey, he would, and he was just making sure that you were still employed. You know, he doesn't. Old Judster up to his tricks here. I'm just, he's just making sure you don't want people no, using press credentials. I'll, okay? I'll so, check with my people. Okay, we'll do. Uh, my my third and final prediction, Judd. Write this down. Wild hockey one related. The Minnesota Wild will sign Paul Stastny. 
write it down. So Paul Stastny still I remains like a free agent, 37 yes, years old, uh, still chasing a cup, still a productive player in Winnipeg last year. In fact, I saw someone project he will probably sign a one-year deal between $1.75 and $2.5 million. And the Wild have about three to four in space right now. So you know what? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And you know and you know what Paul Stastny is, Judd? I, without, without doing any actual vetting, Stastny screams a Bill Guerin guy. Doesn't he not like a veteran who has been through locker rooms yeah. and been to playoffs and knows what it takes to win? Um, wouldn't shock me at all if, if as, as the offseason kind of treads on a little bit, Paul Stastny's wearing a wild sweater by opening day. I like that one. How is the guy from the Penguins still out there? Yeah, Evan Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. I How is him. he still out there? In a perfect I world, I would take him. I think he just turned 29. Yeah, he, he had a great year. As last far year. as I recall, unless I unless I missed this, he had a really good 2021 mm-hmm. 22. I am absolutely shocked. And someone's going to get a bargain there now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's been uh he's been really really solid, so I don't know. I why. would take him in a heartbeat. I'd absolutely. say, "Listen, dude, come here, do it again, and then walk and sign for 3 to 5 years, right?" Right. No. That one good. really gets me. I, I really love liked that him. one. All right, Phil Mackey's third and final prediction here to end. Write that down. Third and final prediction presented by my friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources. If you go to their website, federatedinsurance.com, you can find a full list of industries Federated protects. Federatedinsurance.com. Okay, third and final prediction here. So um, I think we're three weeks away from the Gopher football opener against New Mexico State. Jerry kills New Mexico State squad. And right now, the spread on that game is 37 and a half points. The Gophers are 37 and a half point favorites. Write this down. Jerry kills New Mexico State squad. They will get their revenge on behalf of Jerry. Not by winning. They'll cover the spread. Jerry Kill will cover the spread, and I'm going to lock it in here at 37 and a half decks. So, getting in early on that price. Write it down. All right, they'll they'll cover they'll cover a 37 and a half okay. point spread. Okay, you ripped me last. Yeah, week. Yeah, that's that's bad for my seven run that's thing, bad. right? That's and bad. I get the rips. I get the rips. 37 and a half. They'll cover the spread. Yeah, that's that's wow. unacceptable. That's not that is another bunt against the shift wow. if I've seen one. By the way, what Phil did there during his predictions, in my opinion, is one of the most uncomfortable things possible. Leaning against the hotel headboard. Oh, you don't like that? It's not comfortable. Well, maybe that one is. You don't know that. But your neck, no, it's because it's it's not soft. And your neck's sort of like up back. against that thing. All right. Yeah. I just, I don't think that's comfortable at all. I, I think that's a mistake on Phil. Vinny's part. on the bed here. Vinny's got it made. That's, that's where you'd like to be. You'd like to be on the bed. He's going from the dog bed to his own bed, to the human bed, Vinny goes to the door. Gets, much like Stella gets treated very well. Yeah. Yeah. He does. These, these dogs have the life. They really do. It's the key. It's the key to finding parents who don't yet have kids or in Get my dogs. case are never going to. Get so dogs. you treat your dog like your kid. It's very pathetic oh. and not going to change. All right, that's write that down, predictions. If you want to get in, uh, I th- we're booked through the end of August, and as I look through my spreadsheet here, we do have some openings on this show starting in mid-September, so shoot me an email. Um, it's vikingsventland at gmail.com. You can go to the feedback tab, too, on the Score North app. Tweet me, DM me. I see all those. Uh, get on the, you can get on an episode here of Mackie and Judd. Write that down. 
Judd Zoga and myself also over on Purple Daily with Phil Mackey and that version of Write That Down. You can find that on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We'll be back on 